Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Tuesday afternoon. Welcome in to Grant and Danny on February 6th, 2024. We've got a great show planned for you today. I'm out here at Mandalay Bay at the Convention Center Radio Row in Las Vegas on the Strip getting ready for Super Bowl 58. Danny is in our Half Street Studios. Daniel, how is the district today? What is up, my friend? You're missing beautiful weather here in Northern Virginia, Maryland, D.C., etc. But I imagine you're having a hell of a time out there in Las Vegas. Dude, it's been gorgeous uh, out and about here in the DMV. It has been raining since I got to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And right around 49 to 57 degrees. So you might have me won, uh, have me beat. You might have the win on weather. Would have lost that in the office pool, my friend. Yeah, it's it's been pretty much perfect here. It's going to be even nicer tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, thing, there's there's a lot of a lot happening. Think about where we were a week ago today. You know what I mean? Like, when, whenever stuff moves this fast in the NFL offseason calendar, I always think about stuff like this. Like, a week ago, we're going – you know, who's it going to be? We find out it's not Ben Johnson. We find this out. We're Now we're, you know, we got a picture from Nikki Javala of, of uh, you know, uh, Dan Quinn looking like the Ben Affleck meme where he's tired going through an airport domestically, taking a regular commercial flight, you know, within minutes. Now we find out he's the leading candidate. It's a not so fast, my friend. He's the head coach. Now that we have an OC. Now there's a defensive coordinator. Now there's all sorts of guys that are being flirted with to fill out the staff. Like, it just moves at a geometric lightning pace just amazing to think about where we were just a week ago. We got Caps tickets. We're going to give away today at 3 o'clock. A pair of them can be yours to go see the team take on the Devils on February 20th. We're giving away tickets to see Steve Trevino at MGM National Harbor at 6 o'clock tonight as well, right here on Grant and Danny. You don't know what I'm getting into out here in Vegas tomorrow. What is it, my friend? Wednesday night, I will be inside the sphere to see you too nice dude how about that that is awesome how'd you hook it well two ways i'll explain how we got the tickets in a moment i was gonna say is it lots of money leaving one of your accounts yeah it's 80 (laughs) percent i want to be in the sphere and see well that's not true it's 92 percent i want to be in the sphere and see all the technology and see what it looks like and what all the you know the hub is about the rest of it is going to a concert because as you know i could probably live the rest of my life two years 50 years doesn't matter not go to a concert and be perfectly fine i don't particularly care about you two i know nothing about bono and and that band i know they had a song on sing two that my daughter likes 
but I want to be in the sphere. Looking at it from the outside, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. All I've heard people rave about is the technology that they use for the show and what it's like. So for me, I think it's kind of a can't-miss opportunity. So I think it's silly. I'm a huge U2 guy, but nothing pretty much after the mid to late 90s is excites me about U2. But there was a period of about 12 years. They were not unlike the then Redskins, where they had 12 years of outstanding performances, just going to conference title games, winning Super Bowls, getting to Super Bowls. They were they If not for maybe another band or two, they'd be the team of the 80s. And I know that's a, a bit of a hot take, but I'm a huge U2 fan. The problem is they're going to do like all like the new stuff, which is not as awesome. I just want to see the tech. I get you. you know, I just want to see the, uh, you know, all the screens and everything behind you. That's unlike any concert basically that's ever happened before. So I'm excited about that. But Vegas has been cool. Last night was media night. I did not bother to go over to the stadium. I don't know if you're going to take issue with that. As the representative of the Grant and Danny radio program, I did not go to the madhouse that was Allegiant Stadium for all the people wearing capes and all the you know, weird costumes. I just didn't bother with that. I didn't think there was a whole lot of value to our radio program for me to go with 30,000 of my friends uh, and all the fans that are here to go over to Allegiant. So I'll have to apologize to you on behalf of uh, me and and Jacob, who made that executive decision. Don't you dare apologize to me. Uh, you shake the tail when you walk. I love that. So, like, if there were chances for audio, that would have made a lot of sense, I guess. But, like, yelling and trying to get somebody's attention to ask, like, a, a not-that-funny question in the hopes of getting, like, something. It just, it's, whatever that is, is not for me. So, yeah, you, you didn't miss anything. Ho- hope you had a nice dinner. Did, I did have a decent dinner, actually. I was happy about it. Nice steak. Did you see what Kyle said last night? at the podium about uh, the hires. He's uh, very high uh-huh. on the Dan Quinn edition. He endorsed the brand-new head coach of Washington, who, of course, he coached under in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly a big Adam Peters guy. Him and Peters are probably the two most influential people in building the Niners roster that's in the Super Bowl right now. I never know if people care or not about you know endorsements from around the league. But I will say, for what it's worth, whatever you want to say about Dan Quinn, I've said a lot, you've said a lot, we all have. We all have our takes. Some of the, the, the opinions are hotter than others. I am still, last night, no exaggeration, I'm still getting text messages unsolicited from people around the league. I mean, I've gotten head coaches in the NFL, players mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mostly it's media guys and you know other people tangentially involved in organizations. But they're just I'm not asking anyone questions. I'm hearing from people I haven't talked to in a couple of years that just want me to know how awesome Dan Quinn is. Well, you could see like, yesterday. I get it, man. Grant? I get that people like him. Yeah. It's cool. I, I get it. It's obvious. I mean, you could see yesterday doing 57 minutes, and I, I guarantee you all the, all the folks in PR over there uh, with the uh, Washington 53 are looking at it going, keep going. Explore the space. There's no time limit. Do as much as you want because every second that he's up there, he's winning hearts and minds. Right when you have a candidate like that in in politics, when you have a uh, a new CEO like that, you don't want to hide them. You don't limit them. You find ways to to showcase them. You can see why that guy is beloved. It's obvious. It oozes off of him. It's genuine. It's not some act. It's a clear demonstration of all of the qualities that have all these guys unsolicited around the league that he's worked with over the years. You can't find someone to say a bad word about him. You know, like players that that he benched are like, thank you so much. I really appreciate you benching me, and the way that you did it makes me feel better about myself. You know what I mean? Like, the dude the dude is clearly a star in that regard, and, and that's a pretty essential ingredient. I mean, as much as I made fun of Ron Rivera, and I think I don't take any of that back. I think I was, I think we were pretty on point. But 
that quality of dealing with people well is Ron's best trait as a coach. I think he was overmatched in pretty much every other capacity, and I'm praying he gets the, the, the Cowboys defensive coordinator job. But that EQ, dealing with folks and, and figuring out what each person needs and how to get the most out of them, is an essential ingredient of being a coach, and that's at any level. That guy has that in spades, right? And then you start to match up with some of the X's and O's and knowing uh, you know, when to use timeouts and how to challenge correctly and all those sorts of things, and you got the makings of a guy that knows what to do. He's Danny. He's in D.C. I'm Grant. I'm out here in Vegas at Radio Row for our big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan, which is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Danny, you sleep on solo stoves. I'm I've sure got I do. one in my backyard. Oh, my God, they've changed the game for me. I do a bit. I'm such a dad now where any kind of paper that's just loose, like torn oh, envelopes yeah. after mail, anything, Old I will homework. start a fire. It's so easy, right? I mean, it literally is a minute. I go outside, I light the solo stove, and I just burn stuff for no reason. I just It's like the guy that used to burn his leaves all the time. You're not allowed to do that anymore, I right. think. Now, you can't tell me I can't burn a solo stove. I just throw anything laying around the house, basically, in my solo stove. God, I love solo stoves so At much. At Grand so. Pyro. Uh, the Ruyers have one as well, by the way. You sleep. I've never heard you talk about a solo stove. If you have one, it's like CrossFit. You're not allowed to not talk about it. I know. I, I have made the mistake of not, not talking about it every manual? day. I know. It, 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 it's one of those things where the, the, our schedules are so, like, hectic and complicated with, like, my kids doing stuff, it seems like, you know, every day. We don't have as much sit-down time outside, but those few sweet spots where it's like, it's not so cold that it's miserable even with the fire, and it's not hot, obviously. But we've done it a few different times, man. I, those things are, as you said, they are so awesome because it's so easy. I'm not, I'm not out there, you know, like a Boy Scout with, with two sticks and like a triangle and getting air underneath. and the, uh, I can't do any of that crap. It is so contained. It's so simple and easy. I love those things. Yeah, I'm sneaky, a big pi- uh, fire pit guy, but when I turned on the computer today, fired up the show document, and I saw that our Radio Row week was sponsored by Solo Stove out here. So silly. I I was like, a little steamed up. I was leaving my house, not seeing my kids for a week, probably the worst part, not seeing my wife, I'm going to put that up near the top, but also not getting to use my Solo Stove for a week is is really the challenge of being in Las Vegas. So I'm glad that they are sponsoring our big game coverage uh, for sure. I have not, true story, Every conversation I've had out here, I have not talked to anyone about the game yet. And I feel like that's normal. You used to come to these with me all the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to a Super Bowl in years. But my recollection is that we always, at the beginning of the week, talk about how no one's talking about the game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's that first snowstorm where we always complain about how it doesn't snow or something. Maybe this is revisionist history, but there is so little discussion about the game. Everyone's talking right now about still the coaching cycle. Yes. Frankly, Washington's been a big buzz. Everyone, you know, zinging, whether it's the Dan Quinn hire, talking about how good Adam Peters is going to be. What are they going to do at number two? The sneaky thing everyone keeps asking and discussing here is the possibility of a trade up to number one, which I would hate and want nothing to do with. But they could go up to number one and get Caleb Williams and take over the draft, and that would be post-Robert Griffin, the biggest thing that's happened in this town for sports and Twelve years, hundred percent. I mean, it's it's that conversation is not going away. By the way, and it's only the intrigue's only been added to because you add Cling, Cliff Kingsbury to to the roster here as as the guy that's worked directly with Caleb Williams and a guy that's been. I don't, you know, it depends on who you ask. Some people would say whisper. Some people would say in the room while greatness was happening. I mean, it all depends on your view. I, I'm not here to, to slam the gavel. We don't know. We're going to find out a lot 
over the next season or two uh, when it comes to him. But because he's of his proximity to some of these guys, you know, he knows Caleb Williams is good or better than anybody. So he, he would know what the wrinkles are. He would know if Caleb Williams can handle being, you know, in, in his home market where some guys have said, you know what, I don't even want to deal with that. Think Kevin Durant. Other guys did that. Think Chase Young and didn't thrive. Other guys have, have been great. Think John Allen. There's no, you know, one way to do it. Guys have to, you know, sort of be aware of what maybe the pitfalls or challenges might be. And, and Kingsbury certainly would probably know him better than anybody to be able to say, hey, yes, this guy could handle being uh, playing here in his backyard. So who knows? But, the uh, yeah, that intrigue is, is not going away. I've had multiple people, like email chains, texts as well, being like, hey, are they trade up to number one? Is that why they got Kingsbury? I'm like, dude, that, that is far away right now, but it's also something that's not, not dying anytime soon. All right, so at the risk of annoying you, because we're only 15 minutes into the show and I don't want you to be upset at me for the rest of the show. Oh, no. But I do, I do think we have to – the moment they hired Cliff Kingsbury, I thought we had to address something, and now today as you're yep. talking about him, I know I what know. you do. I know what you're going to do. What am, what am I doing? You're going to say you can't say Bury because yes, it's B-U-R-Y. I, I'm trying not to curse. Guy, you're doing your thing where you bury something, yep. and it's going to drive me out of my mind. Mm-hmm. If we're doing radio together every day for four and a half hours, and you're going to Kingsbury him. I'm just I'm already having a tough time with it. So what are we going to do about this? I so my I think there are two choices ahead of us. I will do my best and you get over it. I, that's like my first thought. Like I don't know if right. that's if that's which one, one's, which hmm. one's your primary thought? Me get over it or you do your best? It's kind of you get over it. Like I'll I'm okay. going to do my best. Like I cuz I actually know about it. I I don't want to actively bother you. Like I could do it like burring <laughs> like it'd be funny occasionally. Right. But like I I I'm cognizant of it. I'm probably 50-50. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've tried. But, like, in a sentence, because it, it's not an E-R-R-Y. You know what I mean? Because it's not starting with a straw right. or a say, rasp You or a say blue. bury for everything. Although you right. don't say strawberry. That's no, the part I don't get. Well, because it's of, of what it is. Like, a strawberry is a berry. That's something that you would eat. So it's spelled correctly. B-E-R-R-Y. Right? Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore. It's not Drew Barrymore. It's Barrymore. So if you want to be a berry, get your, get your E in there. Get your double R situation. And we'll go from there. Right? You can be I, E at the end. You can be a Y. Like a rasp, like a blue. Like you can do a lot of things with berries. If you are a U, R, Y, I respect the letters. I, you know what I mean? I just can't ignore what it says to me. Uh, like I'm not going to bury the dead. I should probably bury the dead. You know what I mean? Like under the ground. Uh, so I'm not sprinkling raspberries on top of somebody's carcass. You see what I'm saying? Like, but it, you don't a really think that you bury the dead. Sure you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you bury your you dead. bury them. So here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Because we're friends, and we're going to do the show together as best we We've made it through 10 years. Cliff Kingsbury can't end this thing just What if this was the rift? What if this was the one where it's like, like it's not my I... haircuts or, like, you know, how, like how annoying I am to deal with cutting you off, all my needs for attention? It wasn't that. It was the, it was the Cliff Kingsbury quandary. I think I'm going to do everything I can for it not to bother me. Okay. But if I said Ron Riviera... You know, every time I said his name, mm-hmm. or or if every time I said, who's the guy that we've said the name the most of the last few years? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Rivera, probably. Sam Howell. If I called Sam Howell, Sam Halla. How well? How well, yeah. That would annoy you a little bit, right? Like, we can't do mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury. We, we need to just, let's say, you're not, I don't think you're saying his name, you don't think his name is Burry. You know his name is Cliff Kingsbury. So it's not like you're fighting back. Hmm. It's just you're falling into your trap of saying Burry. It's my McLean accent like Bruce Allen. Um, yeah, so there's a difference to me. Like, So when Bruce Allen would go Kurt, 
That's the wrong name. Kingsbury's name is spelled. Oh, you did it right there. Well, you I know said I did. That's, I did it on purpose. Kingsbury's name is spelled like Kingsbury. See what I'm saying? Oh, so, like, right. if if that wasn't his name, then I, I, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's the quandary. Like, so if you were like Howell, like, well, that's not Howell's name. It's Sam Howell. Like, Kingsbury is B U R Y. If he was a B E R R Y, it was Kings first, like Kings Hawaiian, and then a berry, like topping, which would be delicious. I would eat that. Then I could make an adjustment there. But yeah, I mean, I will, I will do my best. But at Thank the same time, it's one of those things that, like, I think, A, I'm right. B, it's not worth fighting about. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my order of operations there. Tough to start with right when everyone, including himself, calls him Kingsbury. Oh, what do we do? Oh, this what do is we tough. do? How do we do it? <laughs> what do we do? All right. Well, we'll persevere. Mm. Uh, we're, we're pals, and we're going to make this work. That That's what we're going to do. This is like when, you know, they say in marriage, it's all about communication. Yep. I have voiced my displeasure in something that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're buying too much wine, you know, these wine shipments. You're, there's too many Amazon packages. It's not about you, I, honey, by the way. You're doing everything perfect. I would never say anything like that. Um, my, I need my communication to, to be better. Yeah. Like, I don't know what people are, are with in, in their, you know, whatever it is. I am voicing my displeasure, and now you can do with it whatever you'd like. Sure. Yeah, that, and, and it's, it's incumbent upon me to make this partnership work to, to try to compromise. It's not about being right. I don't care about being right. I care about making my partner happy. So I will do my best. So I learned that you can't just put something on the calendar, for example. You have to put it on the calendar and an invite and then also speak about that invite. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I I learned these things. So I will do that. Do I happen to think that's absurd? Yes. Am I doing it anyway? Yes. Let's make a trade. You're doing something to make me happy. What can I do to make you happy? What's something in this pairing, in this partnership, in this Mm. budding 10-year relationship we're, we're thinking about taking things to the next level now. Wow. I, I, what I, I, can I do? Uh, is there a word that you want me to say differently or better? Or is there no. something that grinds your gears? Do you need me to start putting gel in my hair? What is it? I don't know. I don't have anything. I don't right, have Give anything. it a thought. I'm, I'm a get-along guy. Like You know what I mean? I try not to complain about my work spouse. You know what I mean? I don't come in here with, with airing never. grievances. Yeah. No, me too. Uh, the only thing that I can't deal with is when people say bury instead of bury. I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> I can see how that'd be hard for you to overcome. It's a bridge too far. I can see that's too much. <laughs> oh, I can boy. see it. Yeah, uh, we're supposed to be joined by—I don't know—is he a godfather of talk radio? One of the didn't Mike of our and thing? Mike kind of get this thing going? Yeah, he's he's one of the OGs of our thing. Mad Dog Russo, who's a just a big star now, and he once said microphone glass. Uh, I don't know if he meant magnifying glass or if he went microscope. But we're going to find out. So, Darius, have that clip ready so we can play it for him when he joins us here on Radio Row. Microphone glass. There it is. I want to ask him about the Dan Quinn hire. I want to get into Cliff Kingsbury. You and I just doing our normal show have a lot we got to cover today, D.C. sports-wise and commanders-wise as well. they got to fill out the rest of the staff. Everyone's throwing a party because they've got Cliff Kingsbury. But he's got to now go find and layer this offensive staff with a couple of up-and-coming young assistants. So, Let's look into that as well. Grant and Danny with you. I'm out in Vegas. Danny is in our D.C. studios. This is The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm so pumped for Dan. I'm so pumped for Washington. Dan's a hell of a coach. They got a hell of a one. I know they've gone through a lot of stuff in these last 20 years, but having AP and DQ is as good as it gets. Like Dan taught me so much in Atlanta. I'm very grateful for how much he's um, helped my career and him and Stacy and just what he's going to do for their organization. Um, knowing Adam, knowing Jen, like they're set up very well. What's that? Um, I, mean, I just loved watching uh, watching how he ran the team. Um, certain things he did on the meetings and stuff. You take you take things from everybody, but um, Dan, the way he, the way he carried himself, the way he talked to the team, uh, was as good as I've been around. The voice of Kyle Shanahan at Media Day last night out here in Vegas over at Allegiant Stadium. I'm at Mandalay Bay at Radio Road. Danny's in D.C. You're locked in to G&D on the fan. Thomas Dimitrov, former GM of the Falcons, who was their GM working side-by-side -side with Dan Quinn in the Adam Peters role when he was the head coach of the Falcons. He'll be joining us in a half hour at 3 o'clock. That's when we're giving away Caps tickets, so make sure you're listening at that time. Solomon Wilcox, who's a great NFL guest in Radio Hit, he'll join us at 4.30 to preview Super Bowl 58. We can dive into the matchup with him. Mike Smith, who was the coach of the Falcons before Dan Quinn, knows DQ well, going to be with us today at 5, so we'll be very busy. What did you make of Kyle's comments? Obviously, two guys he knows very well, he's friendly yeah. with, so maybe you could take it with a grain of salt. That's a relationships thing. But what'd you make of that? I thought that was interesting. I mean, it's listen, it's, all data points are welcome, right? Whether you like the information or not, that's something that we should be taking into consideration. I mean, somebody that's here at the highest level that's about to play, you know, the most important game they've played since, frankly, the last time he was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, giving a, a ring endorsement of the new hire here. I, I don't know that that's always been the case, right? I mean, you, you heard people that work with Jay Gruden say nice stuff about Jay Gruden. You heard people that work with Ron say nice stuff about Ron. That, that's not crazy, but... For Kyle Shannon to do it kind of this week, it's, I don't know. There, there's something that rings a little bit special about that, right? It's a little bit, it's a little bit more weightful and impactful than, uh, I don't know, than the some guy that he might have come across, you know, a, a couple of years ago as a coordinator in Seattle or something like that. Saying it, you know what I mean? Totally. I also think there's something to be said for, and I'm not trying to suggest this wasn't the case with Rivera, who everybody in the national media seemed to love. Yeah. But there is a likability now with this hire where. 
Kyle Shanahan reference. Those people have been through a lot for 20 years, kind of took his dig, if you will, at Dan Snyder. But I think this is a get popular hire. Rivera was that to an extent as well. But there was maybe a little more dated element to it with Rivera, right? Almost a, a previous era's head coach. He started in 09, Quinn, like eight years later. So it's a more recent version of a bell of the ball type that everyone is going to be into. How much different did you feel, if at all, or, or how how much did yesterday help you in cushioning the blow of the disappointment that it was Quinn, seeing how well the press conference went, 57 minutes long, him holding court. Basically, you saw him at his best yesterday. Yeah. My my mood about all, all, all of it went up. And again, I wasn't, I didn't mean to, it, to pretend that I was like devastated or set back. And I know a lot of fans are, are, have been super irritated with you, with me, or whatever, over the last week or so. I, I think part of that's inevitable. But to me, the, the issue I had, it's not even an issue. It's a, please don't pretend that this, this was our guy all along. It's not what it looks like. If he was your guy all along, you're here though. So I'm not complaining about that. You can, here's your path ahead. Here's how you get good. And they've already taken a couple of those steps in hiring uh, coordinators, especially Joe Witt, by the way, that seems like a steal uh, in terms of making the Cowboys a lot worse and, and finding one of the bright young minds uh, in the NFL to be the defensive coordinator here. So, you know, a good feeder going forward. And it's easy to see after yesterday, all of his best attributes as a communicator, as a, as a, as a dude, as someone that's going to, you know, lead and not do the thing where he yells at you to do it and then, you know, kind of can't follow through himself. He's going to be there working, grinding, doing the Dan Quinn bit, right? Which is very welcome. So, yeah, yesterday my opinion certainly went up a little bit. And 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 the sting of the process sort of ending up with the safety school, which is kind of how I, I viewed this Dan Quinn thing where seven other teams said no. Washington was the only one that said yes only after a couple of the more, you know, sexier, whatever you want to call it, candidates went elsewhere. Then you landed on a guy that you let get on a commercial flight after hanging out with you. Yeah, okay. That's in the past. What's here now is a guy that demonstrated some, some, some pretty quality uh, or some pretty good qualities. Yeah, I feel better about it the further away we get from the search. I just did, the search wasn't particularly efficient and it didn't leave me feeling good. I, I don't think that's you know, necessarily a crime on their part, and it's certainly not anything I think I have to apologize for. I didn't like how it went down. Uh, the fact that Ben Johnson left them at the altar, so to speak, and told them no is what it is. I'm over it, and, you know, it's not necessarily important. I will say I, I don't play the game where everyone, you know, now wants to, why do we care how we got here? It's weird that people care. They should care. It's the first major search for this group. It's a massive addition. It's a massive hire, and it was less than a week ago. We invested hours and hours and hours of energy and time into what was going to happen. We saw it play out. You act like it's been six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, they hired the, the press conference was yesterday. So the idea that no one should care about was he their first choice or their second choice or their third choice, does that matter? We're now being, you know, and I say we, but collectively the fan base or media or whatever is like, if, if you are interested in the fact that Dan Quinn's the third hire, you need to get over yourself. No. I mean, it, it's relevant that he was the third hire. It can also work, by the way. When the Nats wanted Brandon Phillips and when they wanted Ben Zobrist and they didn't get either and they settled on Daniel Murphy, we didn't know he was about to become one of the best Nats hitters of his era. It can work out. But I think that the, the dialogue over the last 24 hours has been weird where if you're a fan and you were a little disappointed, you have to get with the program. You have to get on board. People said the same thing with Ron and with every other coach that's come in here, and you're still trying to find a coach. You're still trying to hire the right guy. So I'm not trying to tell anyone how to think. I don't think anyone else should be telling other people how to fan in this regard. 
have your feelings. That's fine. If you watched the press conference like I did, you saw an excitable, energetic, inspiring you know, leader. That's why he is getting a second crack at this. It's why he's so popular. does not change necessarily how I feel, but I definitely feel better about it as we get further removed from the disappointment of thinking they were going to go one route and then finding out they were going another. Albert Beer wrote, wrote his normal great piece in uh, NMMQB, and he kind of chronicled how Washington landed on uh, Dan Quinn. And, and one of the, my favorite things in there was the not only having a couple of canned answers like anybody else would, right? Like like if you know if you or I gets fired, and then you know a, a couple of years from now we're inter- interviewing for a job, and why'd you get fired? You could have a couple of like oh management restructuring, a couple of canned answers about why it didn't work. He went way beyond that. He hired people, and he went into the the you know the, a forensic, a kind of an autopsy of what didn't work and why. So for my next crack at it, I'm not only ready, but I won't, A, won't make those same mistakes, B, know what to do when faced with that fork in the road, right? It's, it's that extra layer of when he said, I've been pining for this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but you remember this from the presser yesterday. I've wanted this. It's not just coaching is coaching. No, no, no. I want to be a head coach. I want this so bleeping bad. I want to do this. I want to be the head guy. You don't just say that. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to get there? What's your path to work? Right is to uh, you know to, to to again go over where the missteps were. You don't treat failure as an end game. You treat it as a stepping stone to your next part of your journey. Right, and that, I love that part of Albert Breer's piece where he basically said, "All right, give me the straight truth the entire time. Uh, where were my mess ups?" And I think that was instructive to the man. Yeah, that's well said. I also think there's something to if you're with the Commanders right now, there's no reason to try to combat any backlash. There's no reason to try to push back against the fan that's disappointed or, or what have you, or the columnist that says, hey, this was kind of a peculiar hire because you're confident in your guy. You know, you know it's going to work theoretically, right? You, mm-hmm. They'll find out. Like, I kind of like, and I think they've operated this way, and I, I give them a lot of credit in this regard. They're not trying to convince anybody. I don't, I don't get the sense, right, in terms of, you know, fans or whatever. They're, they're moving forward. You guys will see what we already know about Dan Quinn. You have to be understanding of the perception didn't come out of nowhere. There is a, a formula that's working or it isn't in the league, and you're you're going against the grain a little bit. So you can't do that and then be surprised when people are surprised. Uh, but I, I like what happened yesterday. I think, A, the fact that you delivered on both coordinators, Kingsbury and Witt, quickly. You've got a chance now to build some quality staffs. Those are significant hires. Who becomes assistants under those guys is paramount as well. And maybe more notably, Danny, Mm -hmm. I think the fact that you had the presser, and as you said, it was 57 minutes long, they would have let Dan Quinn talk for two hours. Because the more he's at the podium, the more people are going to like him. The more he speaks, this is not a Rivera thing where, you know, he's using his tropes and, and all of his platitudes. He's got plenty of those, too. But he is a very personable guy, dropping first names. He knows what he's doing. Next on Grant and Danny from Radio Row in Vegas, we'll be joined by Chris Russo, the Mad Dog, right here on G&D on the Fan. Hey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Big game coverage on the fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Out here at Radio Row Convention Center, Grant Paulson alongside Danny Ruye, who's back in our D.C. studios. We're joined now by one of the legends of Sports Talk Radio, one of the godfathers of this whole deal, Mad Dog Chris Russo is with us. But now you're a big TV star as well. No, let's not go crazy. Radio's my uh, – Dan, how are you? Radio's, <laughs> the, well. uh, radio's the love. So uh, radio, it starts with the radio. We I was going to ask you, though. I mean, right now doing both, is it still for you heavily skewed toward radio in terms of enjoyment? Yes, yes. Uh, TV is much more powerful. You say things on TV that gets a lot more uh, traction. You know, I've said a lot of the things on the TV that I've said on radio for 15 years and nobody heard it on the radio and they say it on TV and all of a sudden people <laughs> get all excited about it. Is I've done the same, I, it's the same multi, you know, it's the same process uh, for a long period of time. The power of TV is interesting. You say something on TV, everybody picks it up. Uh, you don't have that necessarily on radio, but the personality, the way you put together a radio show, guests, calls, rants, figure out the hour. I enjoy that more. TV is it's, it's very producer-oriented. You have seven segments. Each segment is a certain amount of time. you got to pass it to the next guy. It's a little different. It's, it's a very regimented thing. Radio, as you guys know, you do anything you want. You get the breaks in when you want to get the breaks in. You have fun. You be goofy. Put anybody on you want. TV, it's more of a director's medium. Radio, it's more of a personality medium. That's the difference. So, do you prefer Chris or Dog? Like, what, what should I call uh, you Chris, from afar? Chris. 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 Uh, you know, I, I, there's nothing I can do about the dog. I mean, I had that nickname since 1987. Would yeah. you get rid of it if you could? No, because you need it. Uh, the, the nickname for me is is significant. I think it has sort of established me. Everybody knows, knows me with, you know, Mad Dog, Doggy, Dog. So from that, but as far as the name, you know, I'd rather have, my wife doesn't call me, uh, my kids don't call <laughs> That'd me. That'd be funny if you got home and she's like, hey, dog. dog, get over here. I got you. <laughs> take, the, take the garbage out. So the, <laughs> the name, you'd rather have, and I always say Christopher Russo when I'm on the air, not necessarily Christopher Mad Dog Russo. I usually say Christopher Russo, but I mean, the bottom line is, uh, you know, if, if you're a radio personality, it goes a long way. It establishes you. There's a lot of mad dogs in sports, though. You know, Greg Maddox was mad dog. Yep. Um, uh, Fred Carter, the old Philadelphia Sixer, was mad dog. Jim Mad Dog Mandrich, a long tight end for the Dolphins. He was that. There's a lot more mad. Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, one of Springsteen's early drummers. Well, we have a There's Chris a lot Russo. of them. Uh, we had a guy who had to change his name. He had to change he was his actually, name. I didn't get intern for you at one point. Now he's Chris Russell. But he's, he was Chris Russo. He was Chris Russo, oh, and he was in radio. So now he's Chris Russell. You made him change. His oh wow, name. my goodness gracious! Which I did not want to have to do, so he changed <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, there was a was he an intern at WFAN? He was. He yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I didn't know he changed his name. Uh, I've had the nickname again. Bob Braceman gave the nickname in 1980. 
let's see, probably 87, 88. And when I got to uh, FAN, uh, which would have been sort of late 88, that's when the nickname took off. So, so Chris, there's no truth to the rumor that our friend says Mad Dog told me change it or else. That didn't happen? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Now, I have trademarked the nickname. There you go. So it's trademarked. I pay a certain fee to the U.S. government every year. So I did trademark the nickname so nobody could specifically use it, um, uh, you know, just arbitrarily and make profit off it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I use, uh, you know, I have a corporation. I do a Mad Dog Incorporated, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Mad Dog Unleashed. So, I mean, it's part it's of the whole deal. You. That's yep. all there is to it. He is with us right now on Radio Row. What do you make of the commanders last week here? I'm very surprised I hired Dan Quinn. I'm not a big Quinn. I don't know why the fascination with Dan Quinn. Why? They, they blew a tw- His team blew a 28-3 lead and then 28-9 fourth quarter New England. That's number one. He was 46-39 and 39 in, New- in Atlanta. He gets fired. He goes to Dallas. They never responded defensively in postseason play. The Niners three years ago ran all over him in the wild card game. He lost to Dallas. He lost to San Francisco two years ago. Now, listen, they didn't play badly in 1912, but, you know, he played pretty well in the game. And then this year, Green Bay killed him. So they just fired Rivera, who was a defensive coach. They got the second pick in the draft. I was very, I know Ben Johnson turned him down. I understand that. I was very, very surprised. That would not have been my hire if I was running a team. I know they got the young GM there from San Francisco. I would not have hired Dan Quinn. If I was a Commanders fan and you told me that Dan Quinn was my coach, that would not excite me in the offseason. That's the way I feel about it. I don't know how the folks in D.C. feel about it. A lot of them feel similarly yeah. to you. No, they do. Okay, I mean, but, I, but I think part of it is if, if it was just you woke up one morning and it was Dan Quinn, it wouldn't be exciting. But they also spent a couple of weeks thinking it was Ben Johnson. And That's then maybe true too. it was going to be like, – the idea was some hot shot offensive play caller. Well, we've all heard of. Absolutely. And now you're going with a retread defensive guy. Where's Bobby Slow? Did they talk to Slowick in Houston? They interviewed him. He they went did. back, obviously, and got paid to stay there. But they interviewed him. I was surprised, though. Oh, those were the only two outside candidates offensive that they interviewed. The rest were Raheem Morris and uh, Mike McDonald. Six of the eight that they interviewed, seriously, were defensive coordinators. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. You got the second. I know their defense stinks, but they just had a defensive coach. I would not have done that. I think if you're asking me from afar, I'm not like you guys who are living it day to day. If you're asking me, that's a bad hire. Now, I could be wrong, proven wrong, but I'm not, I, I'm, I got to give you the opinion now, not in five years. Right. That's a bad hire. What do you think about their, their quarterback draft pick? So they're picking second. Right. Would you consider, now that they've gone and got – Cliff Kingsbury, who's close with Caleb Williams, it has cranked up. You know how this works in, in radio world, right? Everyone's calling in saying, well, they got to go get Caleb Williams. They're tight. Williams will want to go there over Chicago. Puts so, out the tweet that says he loves Kingsbury. Exactly. Would you trade up if you had to give up? Let's well, you say, have to now. But if, if they had to give up two second-round picks this year, which they've got, and a first next year to go up one spot, would I would, you do that? Boy, I probably wouldn't. Because that's what they're saying the value is. That's Wow, that's high. Really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can't take Drake May. Because you cannot take another North Carolina quarterback. You got Trubisky, who stunk. You know, Sam Howell, who I had a lot of high hopes for early part of the year, did not finish well. I think the enemy's got something to do with that. 57 times he's dropped back in the past. The poor guy got killed left and right. So I don't think it's all his fault, but obviously it sounds like they're moving on, right? They need a quarterback. Um, I would not draft Drake May. So they're in a tricky spot. Jake Daniels? You know, a lot of people, I have Danielson on every week. 
college football and the Daniels, SEC, yeah. mm-hmm. and he loves Daniels, and he's pretty good. So, I, you know, that's something I would consider. You may not have to could trade down, right, I would think. Yeah. You don't have to take him with the second pick. I, could you trade down a little bit? I don't know if i give up that much to get Williams. And I'll tell you right now about Williams. I saw USC play. You know, we all saw USC play a lot. He turns the ball over an awful lot. I am not sure if he is as much a home run as everybody thinks. Plus, you never know with these quarterbacks anyway. Never know. Look at Young, Stroud. But, you know, they're in a tricky spot now with Kingsbury, Williams wanting to play for him, second pick in a draft. So they're in a little tricky spot. Chris, give me a Super Bowl thought. Who do you like and why? I'm not betting against Mahomes. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I took him against Buffalo, took him against Baltimore. I am not betting against Mahomes. And this is the theory I'd give you. Life on the line. Would you, uh, Shanahan's a good coach, but life on the line. Would you rather have Reed or Shanahan? You had to take Reed. Reed. Life on the line. Would you rather have Purdy or Mahomes? It's no question. You take Mahomes. So I'm taking a quarterback, and I'm taking a coach over in Kansas City compared to San Francisco. Plus, the Niners have not played well for a while. They did not play well against the Ravens. They did not play that great. The Rams, the last game of the year, didn't mean anything, but they lost. They were lucky to beat Green Bay, and they were fortunate to beat Detroit. The Chiefs have hit their stride. They played well against Cincinnati. They played very well in that horrific weather against Miami. They out. They were right there with Buffalo, and that was a great game. They played well there, and they really played well against the Ravens. I'll take the Chiefs. Chris, we got to let you go, but I'm going to play a quick clip for you. We okay. play it on the show all the time. Okay. We have no idea what you meant to say here, but you referred to something as a microphone glass. Listen to this. Microphone glass. Were you talking about a magnifying well, glass or a microscope? <laughs> microphone glass. What was I talking about? It must be for eyes. So yep. it must be a magnifying glass. When did I say that? Oh, my God. I don't remember, but we played on the show just about every day. That's microphone where, glass. That's why I'm a goofball. That's why people <laughs> listen. I come up with goofy things all the time, and that's what people love. You know, the people, they, they like that kind of stuff. So well, I thought it was I a microscope. You- I've lost. I hope you brought your microphone glass with you. Thank you for the time. Thanks, oh, we Chris. love you guys. We appreciate Good it. to have you with us here. Grant, thank Danny, thank you. Thank appreciate you. It. Thank you so much. Next, Thomas Dimitrov, GM with Quinn in Atlanta on Grant and Danny. Microphone glass. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.